0: Good evening, everyone. It's, it's so precious to be in the house of the Lord. It's a time of uh, great turmoil worldwide. But I thank God that we can come together to worship and to learn and to give Him praise. We welcome those who are on streaming online and uh, we trust that tonight I believe that everyone that is online and those in the sanctuary at this time have opened their hearts and there is much from the word of God. Every time we meet, there is words of encouragement. There is words that will cause us to reach out to God in a, in a, in a very special way because we have a hope. A hope that make it not ashamed. That's why I'm here tonight. I believe it's the same for everyone and We want to remember those there are some that are not well in their bodies We are going to pray that the Lord will touch them not only physically, but spiritually Tonight is a is a very special night. I feel in my spirit that as we are here that we won't leave the same as we came. So let's go, we're going to also remember every saint of God, every man of God that is giving forth words of life at this time. Eternal God and our Father, we give you praise tonight and we thank you for your mercies which endure it forever. You have uh, said that uh, as we come before you, we come Assured in our heart, assured in our spirit, we have seen your handiwork, all that you have promised that you would do is uh, being fulfilled, uh, being fulfilled at this time and will continue, Lord. I pray, dear Father, for every man of God, every saint of God at this time. Many are discouraged at this time. But Lord, I pray that you'll touch them by your Spirit, that they'll not be cast down, but look steadfastly to the blessed hope that we do have. Strengthen, O oh God. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for the victories that yes. you have given. Lord, there's always victory as we reach up to you. We have seen, O oh God, the prophets. We have seen, O oh God, and the apostles and the saints who have trusted in you fulfill their time. And oh God, we thank you for what you are doing tonight. Touch everyone. Lord, we honor and we praise you because thou art worthy in your precious, wonderful name, give you thanks. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
1: Christianity is a life, religion is man-made, genuine salvation comes from God, religion is man-made, whether it's Christian religion, and there's such a thin line between genuine religion or religion and genuine salvation. Uh, Because anytime God starts uh, something, uh, we say the enemy, but mankind in his depraved mentality has always resorted to a formality of serving God. And I believe that is what the gospel ought to be, a simple message helping people to understand from the smallest uh, kindergarten kid to the uh, greatest caller, to give them a simple gospel that they can change their lives and start to live for God. That is why I like the scripture we looked at in Isaiah 11. But in Isaiah chapter 11, it tells us all of these spirits that was on Jesus. And the result was, um, he shall, God will make him, verse 3, of quick understanding, uh, that in the fear of the Lord, that he will not judge after the sight of his eyes, or reprove after the hearing of his ears. Now, to be a joint heir with Jesus, to rule and reign with Jesus, and um, uh, the, the world, the Christian world. Some people actually believe when the Lord comes back, the whole church goes up in the rapture. Well, there are doctrines that are right, and there are doctrines that are not right, and every one of us, we only preach what we think is right. Is it possible that I could be preaching something that was passed on to me traditionally that is not right? It's very possible. Uh, To begin with, uh, my mind is finite, and so is yours. This Bible was not written for an immortal mind. It was written for a mortal mind. The book was not written for angels uh, in their language and for God in an immortal form. But this book was written, and the Gospel was given, whether in English or French or Greek or Hebrew, the Gospel was made to cater for man's finite mind that he can understand so when I'm reading a scripture that says, "God is love," then we come to the theological uh description of love, you know um uh, the agape, brother Terry, help me here. Agape, uh, the filio, and eros, right? I guess I've got a touch of all of that in me as a human being. But um, when we understand, we use the word love because our human minds comprehend that. If we were birds, the Lord will cater for bird language. Isn't that so? because he'll be writing to us. If we were um, animals, whatever the animals, you know, I always wonder, a person will talk in tongues, five words repeated over and over again, and then he interprets with one, uh, two, four, two or three paragraphs. You, You wonder how my finite mind can understand infinity. Can it? No, it can't. And that is why there's coming a time when this mortal must put on immortality. But before God can give this mortal immortality, God must take this mortal, depraved man through an entire process of conversion, sanctification, and then I'll be qualified for glorification. In other words, if you're a carnal, evil individual and Jesus come back, you ain't going up anywhere. If your heart is not cleansed and your mind is not transformed and changed, you're not going up anywhere because you will be judging according to the seeing of your eye, and you will be judging according to the hearing of your ear. Someone can sway you. So when Jesus comes back and he sits and he he tells in Revelation, He that overcome it, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, as I overcame and I'm set down with my father in his throne. Jesus learned obedience. Uh, he was obedient to the father, but he learned and a great extent of obedience by the things he suffered. Because in his pre-existence, he never suffered. And so there were things he had to understand and learn. To be able to become, to be able to qualify as our high priest and priest and represent us to the father, he must have our feelings and that is why humanity was necessary for Jesus to be given and to feel, to be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, right, you understand where we're going tonight and so Jesus had to become a human. And he had to do things that he never did before. For one, live as a human being. Two, depend on the air to give him, uh, to be able to breathe and uh, to be able to have a body that sustains him. Um, He existed without that prior to his coming to this earth. Now he needed food to eat to survive when he was on this earth. He needed to breathe oxygen. Uh, Prior to this earth, he did not need that. And now he's better off than prior to this earth in that he's immortal. He has life within himself. The scripture says, for as the father has life within himself, so has he given to the son to have life in himself. Are you following me so far? All right. So, if we're to be joint heirs, the Bride of Christ is to be joint heirs together with Christ, the Bride of Christ must be able to think like Jesus, to be able to judge like Jesus, not to judge according to the seeing of our eyes or the hearing of our ears. And that is why the church is given... To bring mankind, depraved mankind from a fallen state, have him, his sins forgiven, have his nature slowly and gradually changed until he becomes an overcomer that would be qualified to be equally yoked with Jesus and to rule and reign with him. If the church does not create that environment that is controlled The church is just a footloose and fancy-free environment. It will never produce the Bride of Christ. Okay? It is necessary for the church to eliminate from its midst all traces of iniquity or worship or service to God that's contrary to what God wants. And God is particular about that. So we look at this and this all of these spirits that was on Jesus helps him not to judge according to the seeing of his eye. He has quick understanding, nor the hearing of his ears. But verse four says, with righteousness shall he judge the poor. The word judge, it seems like a bad word because in our society, a judge someone, you know, no, no. A judge could be a savior of an individual. Because if you're standing before a judge and someone is accusing you wrongfully and that matter could be proven, the judge will set you free. So, to judge means to govern over. And so, Jesus will be ruling this world uh, for a thousand years, as according to Scripture. And individuals that would be ruling with him would be, must be able to have his mindset. And that is why the church is there to bring us into the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ to provide for Christ a bride, symbolically speaking, uh, that they would rule and reign with him. They will sit in his throne and govern the world just like he wants them to govern. So it is necessary for the church to produce overcomers. If the church... If the devil wants, if I were the devil, and I want to undermine the church, I would not close the church. I will bring into the church methods of worship, methods of service, things that would undermine the real development of overcomers. So I wouldn't stop church. I'll have church, but I'll make the church into a social club or into a fanatical group of religious individuals or I'll bring things in that's contrary to God. And I believe the devil has done a good job doing just that. Unless the the, the church is that controlled environment like a womb, that is that, that, that womb that sees that embryo being developed, unless the church becomes a controlled environment as a womb, It will never produce overcomers. So when I preach a strong message and I preach against paganism and I preach against all this nonsense that's going on in the church, I still might not preach enough to salvage what God has in the earth today. I do my best. But it is necessary for God to raise up ministers that has this vision and calling on their lives that like Jesus, uh, they can have this ability not to judge because there is a situation, but because right within them is the mentality of a pure, godly judge. And that is why here in, the, in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians, the... Uh, the 5th chapter of Ephesians, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus And he makes a statement like this and we preach one message It's the same thing we speak of all the time In chapter 5 of Ephesians, Paul is telling the saints Now that they're saved, now that they're converted You remember we dealt with this uh, some weeks ago uh, Ephesians chapter 2 uh, you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin That's the start of the journey That's not the end You just got started And so when you understand in chapter 2 verse 1 That you had he quickened The Lord is bringing you to life Mankind when Adam sinned we all died Spiritually speaking The day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt die Mankind had a spiritual death Death has reigned upon all mankind When we accept Christ and the Holy Ghost starts to touch our lives The Lord quickens our spiritually dead mindset And we start to, start to, li- we start to live And because that happens to us, it says here uh, There's so much, the Lord gives us ministry gifts in chapter 4 the ministry gifts is to help us and so in chapter 4 verse 1 paul writes and he says i therefore the prisoner of the lord i'm begging you all here i'm not there but i'm begging you uh, i'm begging you i'm beseeching you to walk worthy of the life of the vocation not vocation, of the vocation wherewith you're called and this is the attitude you must have with all loneliness meekness. Uh, It is the Spirit of Christ that Paul is describing here, lowliness and meekness. The devil on the other hand would like to uh, put a lot of pride in your life and uh, cause you to want to be exalted. If the message I'm preaching to you exalts me, it's not of God. If the message I preach makes me feel like I'm a great guy, it's not of God. If the message I preach does not offer the people listening to my message a path of humility and meekness, it's not the proper message. And so the devil has more preachers out today, and we, Gospel Assembly Church, are not excluded. See, there is enough in this Bible written for us not to ignore Every time there was a prophet, which is the whole Bible almost, Israel was in sin. Whether it was Isaiah, Israel, Israel, God's people always would fall into rebellion. Because if anything the devil would want to destroy, is God's work. So whether it's Israel giving all the big show of religion, Isaiah had to come and tell them uh, to get their act together. What they did with him. They killed them. Uh, the prophets were all killed because God's people, the move of God, whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, they always reject God-anointed ministries that God sent out. And Jesus included. And so when you really think about it, The devil wants to undermine the church, undermine the the message that we preach, make the church into a social club or some fanatical uh, religious movement. So this is important for us to understand because one of the works of the flesh that Paul talks about in Galatians 5 is witchcraft. Keep that in mind. One of the works of the flesh is witchcraft. Paul talks about that. And uh, there's so much. You know, the messages I've got to preach to you. There are things that I would like to tell you that you're not ready to hear. And I don't need to read a book. There are things that's here that I'd like to tell you because God called me to the ministry. I'm not a young upstart. And yet I need God to help me to finish my race. And so, uh, Paul writes here in chapter 4 He tells them with all lowliness of mind uh, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit And the bond of peace And then he comes down here and tells us About the ministry gifts in verse verse 11 He says about the apostles and prophets And evangelists and pastors and teachers They're given to help us now Who were dead in trespasses and sin To be perfected but I thought when I got, uh, I was quick and I was perfect. No, no, no. Your quickening, your acceptance of the Lord, and He starts to put a life in your life, is the commencement of a long journey. Commencement. The start of a long journey. And so the ministry called of God, not every ministry, uh, but the ministry called of God, some ministers are called to deceive the people, some ministers are called to... Uh, To lead them astray Some ministers are called to lead them in the ditch Uh, Jesus, when the Pharisees came When disciples came to Jesus and said the Pharisees were offended Uh, Whatever you were saying, Jesus, they were offended Jesus said, he said, leave them alone For blind people, we need blind leaders And blind leaders is not uneducated leaders It's leaders that has not received spiritual illumination. So I was telling Brother Joe, Brother Joe is at the back, and I was telling him that the message that we preach, Jesus says the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And what I was telling Brother Joe, when he started writing, I say, Brother Joe, when you're writing, uh, you, you, it, if there's no spirit in what you're writing, then it will kill the readers because the letter kill it. It is important that an author or a writer or a scribe, when they put this together, not just give an educational uh, account of what happened, but your words, whether it's penned or spoken, Must have spirit And must have life I often tell the band, I said, when you come to play If you're carnal, you can never play spiritual music If you're carnal, you can never testify to bless the people So you need a lot of action and a lot of shouting But if you're call of God, you don't need to shout your words, like Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life, not demon spirit, spirit of God that can touch that. And so it is important for ministers of the call of God to be able to speak. But the blind will lead the blind into the ditch. And whether we're a gospel assembly or we're any other church, in the world the possibility of apostasy lies with every single church possibility of apostasy and in most cases apostasy reigns in every church and so when god is not there genuinely we need to whip up the music and we need to have Uh, Human gimmicks And uh, the flesh must be motivated To make the people feel nice And you will dance and shout And go home back with your same old disease That you came on in with I know God is in the service When people are delivered miraculously And their lives are changed Not only physically But spiritually God's there It's not the noise we make It's the power of God. When the power of God is there, you don't need noise And you'll recognize when the devil comes on into the assembly And so Paul is telling these people in Ephesians, he says, you're quick, but here is what you need You need the ministry gifts, verse 12, chapter 4, verse 12 For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ Now we like to call ourselves the body of Christ and that's You know sometimes the biggest con is a person that con themselves Amen. Because I often ask Lord I call myself your body am I really your body Well somebody said we were and that's so- no 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 People say a lot of things What does God think for as far as the heaven is above the earth and as far as the east is from the west god said so different are man's thoughts from god's thoughts the church should be designed to bring man back in a relationship with god where we think like god would have us think that is what this lesson is about and so it says here until we come till we come into the unity of the faith verse 13 unto the knowledge of the son of god not head knowledge Heart knowledge. Paul says that I might know him. Remember that word know. When you know God, you have an experience with God, it changes your life. You can know him, his name is Jesus, and you can know all the theology. But if you don't have an experience with him, you don't know a single thing. See, that's how I see it you can have all the degrees and all the understanding and all the theology but if you don't have an experience with god genuinely here you'll be like a dud you're spiritually dead awake thou that sleepest paul said that in the fifth chapter and arise from the dead and so we move over here now that we come to the unity and the full measure of the stature of christ uh, because it helps us not to be carried away. You see, when the ministry reaches into your life and puts stability in your life, fashions don't change you. What they're doing in the sports world does not move you. When you're excited about the sports world and you're excited about the fashion world and you're excited about the entertaining world and you're excited about everything the ungodly people do, you need to be saved. You need to go back and start back your journey from scratch. But Brother saying our church is, I don't care where your church is from or what you call it. If you're carried away with what will contaminate the development of this fetus, then you need to be saved. The church is a controlled environment. It must be a controlled environment. And that is why in Revelation 11 chapter, the Lord will give power unto the two witnesses after the temple is measured. Not by man's standard. The altar is measured, not by man's standard, and the people inside are measured, not by man's standard or traditional standard, but according to the word of God, like God would have it done today. I'm not talking 20 years ago or 30 years ago. I'm talking about this day we're living in. We're living in a trying time. And it's quite possible... That in our lifetime, we see the third world war come into existence. I'm not talking because Russia is... Temp- but you know, they, that can trigger a world war. And you say, well, you know, we see wars on television. No, 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 it's not the same. If a world war starts, the economy will go down. And food will become expensive. And people would rob you for a can of a pop. <laughs> The world will become a dangerous world. We're too pampered here in North America. We're not serious about serving God, but God has a way. He brings everybody in obedience. And so whatever is happening in the world, it's not like we're not accustomed hearing about wars and rumors of wars. We hear about that until we're callous. We don't believe it's going to happen. And so back here in our lesson before time runs out on us, we got 20 20 minutes to go. All right, let's go. And so Paul is saying here in chapter 4 after he talks about uh, not tossed to and fro by wind of doctrine, by fashions, by the world, by celebrations and all this nonsense that's going on in the world. I wanted to wear my pink shirt today because I heard on the news this afternoon was pink shirt day. It's gonna be black shirt day. White, my shirt. My uh, this is white shirt day for me. Okay, <laughs> pink shirt day. White, and you know the children of God. They get cakes like if they have no God in their life. The children of God, they can't carry it over with anything. The ungodly people start up. Monkey see, monkey do. We're not monkeys. We're the children of God. We're not tossed to and fro. All right, let's move on. Alright, and so, uh, we're not to walk as other Gentiles walk But verse 22 of chapter 4 that we put off concerning the old, the former conversation, the old life You can't bring the old life into church, you gotta give it up The former conversation and the old nature, the old corrupt nature, your fallen nature is getting back Coming back to life. You see it's like. Somebody says. Let sleeping dogs lie. And that is true. If, if a dog is sleeping. Uh, let it lie. Um, I know a nice story. I can't tell you tonight about that. I'm a story person. I got stories about everything. And. Um, it goes on here. In chapter 5. It, uh, chapter 4. It says. Verse 30. Uh, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. You see I'm skipping verses. But this book is a. Powerful book to a letter to read this letter to the Ephesians is powerful every verse is is like a gold mine and in verse 30 says grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby uh, you're sealed unto the day of redemption when you're sealed the Holy Ghost for the elect when you receive the Holy Spirit in your life you cannot backslide you're sealed. A sealed individual cannot backslide. You might look like a backslider, You might do things like a backslide. But God will straighten your act before you reach the end of your journey. And so in this journey uh, that God is working to produce overcomers. He does not take overcomers and make overcomers out of them. He takes depraved mankind. Filthy, dirty sinners. And make them pillars in the coming kingdom. Now, as I'm talking to you, I want you to understand that you might have to deal with some filthy, dirty Christians in church. What is your attitude to the child of God? Because what you might think is a filthy, dirty sinner might be someone that God will save and put on a throne in the coming kingdom. And if God is working in the life of someone, you don't become the obstacle in their, in their, in their effort to grow spiritually. He that is forgiven much, the same loveth much. And the work that God is doing to bring overcomers Starts from the dunghill And God is changing individuals And bringing them to a place of maturity Where they'll become like Jesus To sit to rule and reign with Christ In chapter uh, uh, 4 verse verse 31 Let all bitterness But I got the Holy Ghost It doesn't matter you have the Holy Ghost, but there might be roots of bitterness that's sitting in your life You have evil sitting in your life But I saying, do you have any? You don't want to find out uh, We all have traces of evil sitting somewhere But God is cleansing us every day, every time we come to church And that is why don't contaminate the place that God is cleaning me up When you're coming in to contaminate the church, you become an enemy to the development of overcomers. When you want to bring a fashion in and you want to bring something into the church to disrupt the order of God, you become an enemy of God while shouting glory to God in the church. We cannot disrupt the development of overcomers in the church by bringing in that which pertains to the world out there And so let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speak and be put away from you And with all malice put away these things from you Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God has for Christ's sake and forgiven you See that we read that and we pass it over No, 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 forgiving one another Where do we stop? Last service I told you, how many times do I forgive? Seven times? Or 70 times 7? Listen, there's no end to forgiving Because if I, if God was to forgive me If I'm to count how many times God forgive me I've spent a lot of days on this planet And every day I ask Him to forgive me How many, how many, you got a calculator? Calculate how many uh, thousands, uh, twenty-six thousand. How many days a man seventy should uh, calculate from sixty, uh, from sixty years. Uh, how many uh, three hundred and sixty-five days times sixty? Twenty-one thousand. Twenty-one thousand. If you go up to seventy, it should be like twenty-six thousand days. So 490 times you got to be kidding every day. I ask him, Lord, first thing in the morning, uh, you know, I praise him and stuff like that. And then first thing I say, please forgive me for things that I've done that is contrary to your law. 21,000 times he's already forgiven me. What's your problem? How are you going to sit on a throne with Jesus When you know somebody's done something and you got, you give them a last chance No, you see, the thing is with God He destroys his enemy and he tells us to love ours Hold your finger in Ephesians, we're coming back there and turn back with me to Matthew uh, chapter 5 In Matthew chapter 5, it's a beautiful area here, oh man, I don't like the clock And it's going away. I mean, Matthew chapter 5, the whole chapter is beautiful, but there are some things Jesus has been uh, bringing to light. And he's saying something like this, it has been said. Verse 27, the first line there, it says, it has been said. And then in verse uh, 31, he says, it has been said. And then in verse 33 again, he says that again, it has been said This was what the old system, the commandments of old did And then when you come down to verse 43, he says, you have heard that it has been said Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate your enemies It has been said But what has been said no longer exists because Christ comes in and changes that He says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you, and persecute you. Now listen to me carefully. Who is that to help? Everybody's cussing me, and I'm going to forgive them. Who really is being helped, the man I'm forgiven, or me? You see, it's me. I am the one being developed so for God to develop me I need a lot of enemies I need people to hit me I need people to come against me So I can learn to love the unlovable Now the enemy is going to sit on the throne I want to sit on the throne, so I must be able to learn to have compassion and sympathy and being long-suffering with individuals that cross my path. See, Christianity is not a talk. It's a walk. I'm here to tell you how to live, not to make noise in church. I'm here to tell you how to live. And for you to live a Christian life, you need the saints. See in India, I have I never seen a, a real uh, live yogi, but in India the yogis they say go to the Himalayas to meditate. And they sit there because that's where they develop holiness. So they sit in there and they don't contaminate themselves with the world. Well, I'll tell you what, when Jesus prayed for his disciples, he says, Father, don't take them out of the world. Leave them in this hellhole, Father, so they can learn how to overcome the world. It's a difference. We're not yogis. We're children of God. We have to walk in this evil world and yet not be of the world. There's a challenge, and you can't hide. You can't hibernate. you got to bump into people. And that's why we need church with people inside, with all kinds of problems. So we can develop right. Ten minutes to go. Let's see what we can do here. He says, love your enemies. Uh, Bless, uh, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you And do good unto them that hate you Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you The best way to start loving people is to pray for them every day The people you don't like I told you over and over again You know because Brother Singh is saying that And the Bible is not saying it People don't even quote me You know how many scriptures I give you Originally from my mouth to your ears an individual who would never say, Brother Singh said. No. Because I'm an ordinary guy. That's what they did with Jesus when he was there. Why would I expect them to follow what I say? But what I say is, you need all of these lessons that I put in the church. Because when you stand before the Lord, he will tell you that you heard that lesson. But Lord, it was not written. Well, the early church didn't have it written. They had men alive that opened their mouth and give them lessons The prophets didn't have anything written Come on And so, back here in Ephesians 5 uh, Quickly, I want to Oh my gosh, time is running out Uh, In Ephesians 5, you read the whole chapter Paul says, be therefore followers of God as dear children walk in love As Christ also loved us and has given himself as an offering and a sacrifice He tells us about a life Verse 3, but fornication, whether literal or spiritual You have to somewhere make an effort to overcome it He says, and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you, has become its saints. See, I got quickened, but I've got to grow. I'm a newborn babe when I got quickened, but I need continuous milk of the word of God. And then I need meat and then I need stronger meat that will change my life. We need to experience a continuous change in our lives If you're a child of God in the church for so many years and there's no change That is sad You know recently, I've admired Sister Cindy coming to church And I'm looking at Sister Cindy And Sister Cindy, you might not notice, but I'm looking at you and seeing a conversion process in your life That God is taking you through See, I'm looking at you, and you're not the same Cindy that you were some time ago. You make time. uh, You find time. You come, and you're there sitting in church, and I can feel that change in your life. And you know what? When I see things like that, I feel really good. Amen. Because I look at my own life, and I like to change also. And Paul went on here He says, he says, neither filthiness nor foolish talk. I'm guilty of silly things sometimes. Sister Chambri told me this morning, she says, Dad, I'm going to tell you something, but don't get upset with me. She said, you did something and I wanted to bring it to your attention. I said, I already got rid of that. Thank you. But she was right. Not all the time a woman is right. But that one, she was right. She was correct observation. I said, don't worry, I already got rid of it, because she was right on the money Right? I don't tell her how to cook, man, she does know how to cook But It is good for us to avoid jesting and silly talk That's what Paul is saying He says He says, um, jesting that which is not convenient, but rather giving of thanks Learn to praise God Learn to sing a chorus and that is why I like Nadine, all day she sings until it bothers me sometimes But she's always singing, a song is always in her heart I live with her in the same house and she's coming up in the morning I'm hearing humming And she's going, she's really a hummer, you know, maybe that's where they got the, the, the name of the car But she hums godly songs all the time and and that is so wonderful Because this is how we keep ourselves Surviving in the world And Paul went on He says, for you know that no Whoremonger, nor unclean person Nor covetous person Which is an idolater shall inherit The kingdom of Christ Or of God she say, He said, let no man deceive you With vain words Don't listen to preachers That will give you vain words That tell you Uh, Something that will destroy or undermine the development of Simplicity and lowliness and meekness It is important Tonight I'm wearing a suit, I'm wearing a jacket And this jacket, what was the name of this jacket? Alfred Sung? Alfred Sung, see this thing here? Is he Chinese? I don't know who he is But Nadine told me one day, she said, Dad your jacket is a designer's thing, Alfred Sung. <clears throat> I wouldn't tell you which trip store I pick it up and how much I paid. I wouldn't tell you that tonight, uh, you know, but it's like how many years we got this now? 15 to 20 years, maybe 15 years. I've got the same jacket and I wear it, and it's comfortable because it makes me feel slim. I don't need a designer's anything. If I knew there was something, I I put it on and it fits good. You got to send a letter to Alfred Sung and tell him he got a good stuff going. But the world cannot give us spiritual development. And so Paul went on here. He says, um, he says, Let no man deceive you with vain words. Somebody want to tell you what you need to get and what you need to put on and how you need to lift yourself up. Don't let anyone destroy, destroy the simplicity of Christ out of your life. And that is what seminaries do. When they give you a degree and you got a title and you got to let everybody know your title. What are you doing? Are you undermining the development of the simplicity of Christ in your life? By your arrogant, ignorant ambition? Paul says He says, don't ordain a novice To the ministry, lest he being lifted up with pride Fall into the same condemnation of the devil It is important for us to understand these things He says, be therefore uh, He says, uh, verse 17, 6, 7, sorry Be not therefore partakers with them for you were sometimes in darkness, but now you're in light. Walk as children of light. And then he says, verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness, but rather reprove them. And he goes on to tell him, Awake thou to sleepest in verse 14. See then if you to walk circumspectly. Child of God, we are to walk circumspectly, not as someone that is foolish. What you say, what you do, your ambition, where you go. It's important that we please God if Christ is to be developed in us. If we're to rule and reign with Christ, we're to develop his mindset. Amen. We talk a lot about Jesus these days. And then he's speaking, he says about Psalms and all His beautiful things, but time is gone on me. He says here in verse 26, uh, verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. Jesus loved the church. Now, which is the church, the building? No, there are people that make up the church And one of those individuals, you don't know Who the individual is that might sit on a throne You don't know who's make, who makes up the church Christ knows Don't you Point your finger negatively at someone That were perchance a possibility for the kingdom That God might be working to put in the kingdom And he goes on here, he says that he might do what? That Christ might do what? Might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. He says the church, Christ wants to sanctify the church and wash it on a daily basis. Even though it's called the church, it needs a continuous cleansing. The devil would like to put the wrong spirit in that gives you a daily contamination, Christ would like to have his spirit in that will cleanse you You could either be cleansed or you could be contaminated Cleansed or contaminated, good title for a message tonight Being cleansed or contaminated And so the devil would like to contaminate the development of overcomers Christ would like to produce overcomers That he might cleanse it, uh, sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water, that's the Holy Spirit, by the word of God that I'm preaching. The word is always fresh. When you hear a message that does not relate to you, how can you change? But when you hear a message that relates with your crisis and your problems in your life, you need to pay attention to it and change. He says that he might present it to himself. In the bride, when the bride, when he comes back to resurrect the bride, what is he resurrecting? Some little broad that's contaminated with the spirit of society? We got to take this lesson on a little one step further on Sunday. He says that he might present himself a glorious church. No contamination. Not having a single spot or wrinkle. It's not imperfections But listen, it doesn't happen overnight It takes a process And as God is taking me through a process I hope you're patient enough to bear up with me That it should be holy And without blemish I'm about to finish here You know, when the Lord, when Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar And I was listening to a message today As a matter of fact, you had a tape playing today? Uh, Bible? Bible playing? I'm listening to a message on, on Nebuchadnezzar And I'm listening to We was playing the Bible on Nebuchadnezzar But when you really think about it, the Lord told the man he's the head of gold Oh yes, I'm the head of gold, no, no, no Even if you are to see yourself sitting on a throne, you don't get there By snapping your finger So Nebuchadnezzar was to be the head of gold, but he was a sinner And the Lord had to save him ...and take him through a process and make him go eat grass like an old animal for seven years. But if God failed, God never fails. Your judgment of an individual is not the conclusion of their life. Don't judge someone when God is the judge. That is why you as a child of God, to be an overcomer, you've got to love the loveless... The unlovable, you've got to love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Go the extra mile to be an overcomer, that the Lord can set you up as on a throne in the coming kingdom. In their mouth is found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. When Jesus comes back and he sits with 144,000 overcomers, they are overcomers They've gone through hell and all kinds of stuff But they don't think like the world They don't conduct themselves like the world They don't act like the world, they're overcomers Amen May God help us, let's pray Father, we thank you tonight For so much in your word that can encourage us and point us in the right direction Help us, Father, we pray We're depraved, we're fallen. God, if ever we need your strength and your help, it is in these days with our fallen nature. We did not choose to be born uh, with a depraved mind, Lord, but in your plan, you had something that was set up to work this perfection in our lives. Please help us, we pray. Lord, except you build a house, we know we labor in vain to build it. And except you save our souls, we can't save ourselves, Father. Build a house, keep the city, change our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.